Welcome back to the 4 Men Podcast. And if this is your first time listening, then uh, I guess just welcome to the 4 Men Podcast. I'm so stoked for my guest today. His name is Ben Bulware. Uh, ben is an athlete who played football at Clemson University, and now he is a multiple gym owner of the Junkyard in South Carolina. He's also a soon-to-be husband um, and just an overall awesome guy. So, Ben, welcome to the podcast. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. I love that. That's, that's, that's probably the best response. Howdy, is a, a South Carolina, I'm in Abbeville, so I've got to do the howdy, howdy, howdy. That's probably the best response I've gotten to an intro yet. I love that. <laughs> I don't know really how to respond. It's like, what's up, dudes? <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, but so you, so you, uh, you are somebody that I've looked up to the for the past few months now, just following you along. And um, I, you know, I grew up watching you play football at Clemson. And something that I really admire about you, and it's um, maybe something I'm, that I'm jealous of, uh, but I, I definitely look up to, is that you managed to run about ten miles, have a quiet time, and eat breakfast before I ever wake up in the morning. Um, so where does, where does your discipline come from and, uh, what keeps you motivated? So this all probably started, I've, I feel like I've always been somewhat of like a disciplined individual, um, really started kind of nailing it down last year. So last January I was about 270 pounds. So I was a thick, thick boy. And I'm barely six foot, give or take. If we're at the, if you're an NFL head coach, I'm going to tell you I'm six two. I'm really about five eleven and seven eighths. So stockier end cannot hold 270 pounds. And just was in a sloppy place last year. And I was like, you know, I just need to, to light a fire under my butt, do the most difficult thing that I can possibly do. So I signed up for an Ironman and convinced about seven uh, people that are on our staff at the junkyard. And from January to November 6th of last year, I really had to be good at creating time. We only got 24 hours in a day. And with us running our business, having a, at that time about 25 people on our staff, you really, really have to create time. So last year, I had no other option being in the fitness industry, owning a gym. We have really early classes to get to focus on myself and get my own time in if I don't do that super early. So if I, if I open up, we have a 515 class. The coaches that usually open up get there around 430. And after you do a 515 or a 630, the day's starting. They're just stuff that starts piling in. And I'm like, this is going to suck, but I really, I got to get up earlier than that. So I got used to the 3.30 alarms all throughout last year when you're having to run, you're having to bike, you're having to swim, and you have to really nail down those three disciplines when it comes to try. And then having to nail, on some days, double up. Well, you can do, like you're having to bike and then go run four miles after or swim and then go straight into a run. So you just really have to get good at creating time. Uh, we did the Ironman. We did Ironman Florida, November 6th, and lost like 70 pounds. I got down to – I started at 270. I did the race at about 200. I got down to 190, which for me just looked disgusting. I haven't been 190 since seventh grade. and uh, But it just felt really good. You know, burned off all the weight. And after the race, December of this past year, so like I guess what, two months ago, was just chilling. Like the whole past year of my life, I've just been so disciplined physically that it was really tough for my fiance and my faith because like, I, I didn't really do a good job of like prioritizing uh, my faith, my future wife, and then also running a business. So... December, I chilled. I just tried to reflect, um, really kind of reorganize my priorities. And I've, over the past couple months, got back in a really good spot. Me and her have had good conversation. Uh, so a month ago, I signed up for a 100-mile race in Arizona, which is going to suck so bad. And I've just, again, got to the goal now 
is to obviously make sure my priorities stay my faith, my fiance, uh, then fitness and our business. So that's the challenge. I want to be able to balance all this, having four gyms, about 50 people on a staff, getting married, building a home this year, running a hundred mile race all the while, like just not being a turd and trying to stay faith focused every single day. And I know that hopefully come October 29th or it'll be 30th cause it's going to be about a 30 hour race. But I know if I can do that race while balancing all this self, all this stuff, I'll be stoked. You know, I'm like, the kids are nothing. I can, I can done all this for the past year while balancing it all. Um, but you really kind of going back to your question, You've got to create time and do it long enough where it's just, there's no motivation. Like this morning, I ran seven miles and it sucked, dude. Like stomach was hurt and... Well, you, were up, you, were up, you were up at like 3.30 this morning, I saw. Well, so this morning, so I had to do uh, a 70-minute run. Our 5.15 class starts at 5.15, then we have a 6.30, then an 8.15, 9.30. We have a lunch class. There's a 410, 520, So we have eight classes a day. So if I don't do it early, uh, there's no other time for me to get it done. And I have to do it because I know that I I am running 100 miles October 29th. And I'm either going to be prepared or I'm not. And I don't want to look like an idiot. you know. So that's why I enjoy these challenges because they kind of hold me accountable. I know Halloween... Uh, in Arizona, that thing's happening with me or not. And I want to be prepared so I don't look like a, a freaking idiot. So, but I had a meeting this morning at 7 a.m. at our Clemson location uh, with those general contractors. And then I have this HR meeting at 12. So I immediately drove from Clemson to here. I had coffee in Abbeville uh, to do this and I'm about to go meet with this HR department and try to sell the gym. And then I got to go to Greenville to approve our signage at a sign company for Clemson. So if I don't do it early and often, it ain't happening. Well, I was going to say just to encourage you, you have such a high capacity because I cannot, I mean, those are all such big, such big things in life. And especially, you know, only at 27, that's pretty crazy. So that's awesome. But even, even, even thinking about, even thinking about training for the hundred miles and like you said, balancing faith, your fiance and fitness, like that's such a, not only a physical um, place to get to, but that's also super tough mentally. Like being up at three thirty every morning. I mean, that's so mentally tough. Yeah. So that's when I like talk to a bunch of people that have done ultras. They're like, well, you, you like y'all done an Ironman. We know the physical, your capacity to, like it took us 12 and a half hours to do. I was, I was trying to be a sub 10 time. Like I did a half Ironman and I was shooting to be under 10 hours for this full Ironman. The conditions were awful. And that was where the biggest fight mental test I've done when we did Ironman Florida. The conditions were rough. So we ended up swimming three miles. It's supposed to be a 2.4 mile swim. And it was so choppy and so rough. 500 people dropped out of the race, out of the 2,500, just out of the swim because it was it was like a hurricane out there. The guy that won the race, a guy named Lyle Sanders, who's like done a million uh, tries, he was like, that was the hardest Ironman that I've done, specifically the swim, uh, because the conditions were so bad. So getting out of that, then having to do 112 miles and then have to run a full marathon after already working out for eight hours, you get into some dark places and like your body already just feels like trash. So the mental challenge with the Ironman was a challenge. So now uh, getting into ultras, everyone just like, dude, like you have the legs for it, but like mentally, are you tough enough? So We'll see. I would like to think I'm a mentally tough person. I literally, I literally can't imagine. I can hardly swim a hundred yards, let alone two point four miles. It's awful. 
when I first started, I swam a hundred meters and literally rolled on my back and started just like breathing. Cause I couldn't do a hundred meters. And with swimming, I was just, especially, especially trying to, trying to swim at 270. Thick. I I was a a nose tackle (laughs) trying to swim pretty much. And I'm not built for swimming, obviously. So doing it consistently helped a lot where I, I got some swimming lungs and my parents live on the lake in the upstate. So like I had a place where I consist consistently go and just doing it over nine, 10 months. I mean, I wasn't freaking Michael Phelps, but I can do 2.4 miles and uh, not die. So, but it sucked, dude. Yeah. I'm, I will not, I'm going to do this hundred miler and we'll see what happens. We'll try after, but the swimming, that swim in Florida, it was, I was trying to be an hour, an hour 10, end up finishing, walking out of the swim in an hour 50 because the conditions were so bad. So imagine swimming for two hours straight. I, that's the thing. <laughs> Awful. I don't even like riding on a boat for two hours straight. <laughs> right. You get let freaking seasick. Sw- <laughs> let alone swimming. I couldn't imagine. But so would you say swimming was like out of running, biking and swimming was, was, was swimming the, like the most kind of mundane part to train or what yeah difficult most difficult yeah, yeah it was that was definitely the most difficult discipline because i was getting i was starting out uh a thick 270 you know and like the biking i've, I've over the past couple of years like i've gotten it gotten into biking i never really biked like more than 20 30 miles so i wasn't like super good at that i ain't ever swam and that was definitely the uh, definitely the most difficult. Uh, then biking, I enjoyed that. Once you do 112 miles, though, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> it just sucks. And I really enjoyed the running. And I don't really know why. Or I, I know why, actually. So I started running to worship music. And at our gym or at our hit studio, say we're a hit studio. Uh, we're not like a, it's not a Planet Fitness. So we're like a... Like one of our biggest competitors is Orange Theory, which I imagine there's a million Orange Theories. There's probably one, two minutes from you. They're like one of our biggest competitors. We'd fall into that category, but we do all of our workouts to music. So we made this code that you plug an audio file into the code and it creates a visual of like music beats. So we do all the workouts to music and the code Look, it kind of looks like Guitar Hero. You can look at our Instagram. You'll be able to see a visual. But there's just some music beats going across the screens in our studio. And so I love music. We create. It's one of the big uh, pillars of our business. It's like how we work out. It's like the interval of the music. And I started working out to, to worship music. And I created this like work worship workout playlist on our gym Spotify. And... Dude, I've never like found. Obviously, I like have my quiet time, super peaceful. But like running a long distance through some good Hillsong or some Elevation or some Maverick City, it's nuts, dude. It's such a peaceful space to be in, and that's when I would do my like 10, 15, 20 mile runs. I put that bad boy on shuffle and would be screaming singing the lyrics and uh i really enjoyed that space so that's what i love the most is the running and that's all like this morning at the we were 3 30 that we had hillsong on loud in the gym running to it and it's uh if i don't have my quiet time so i have these little reminders on my phone that so i have like business goals uh personal goals and at the top so I try to have it's backwards now, but either having a quiet time or worshiping every day. And like days like today, I didn't have time to get my quiet time. But dude, I listened to worship music for an hour, 10, 70 minutes straight, shuffling that playlist and spending time with the Lord. You know, because I don't think it always has to be everyone's race is different. I don't think it always has to be. There's obviously a lot of like tangible things that you can get out of digging into the book and I think that's obviously the best thing but life happens sometimes and the only thing you can do is freaking blare some worship music and run to it but get fucking get you closer to the Lord 
That's so cool you said that because I actually have um, a I literally have a playlist on my on my phone called actually called Worship Workout um, that I that I curated a, a little while ago. But I typically say like on this because I'm I'm the same way. Like I don't necessarily run miles. I don't necessarily run run long distance. That's not my thing yet. Uh, I would like to get there at some point, but that's not my thing yet. But I do I do love to go work out at the gym. And I have to listen to worship music when I'm working out. Cause I, I mean, if I, for me personally, well, first off, it just puts me in such a headspace where we, um, we're just our day to days never look the same. Every day looks different. So if I can have a set thing of when I go to the gym, that's going to be a version of my quiet time. That's not my only quiet time, but it's going to be, um, like you said, if, if I don't get a chance to read during the day, then I'll have an hour to fully listen to worship music while I'm in the gym. And that puts me in such a good headspace. And if I'm listening to secular music or if I'm listening to something that's not worship, then I, I get so quick to think about my appearance and what I look like and, and, and all these different things. But if I'm listening to worship music, then it puts me in such a, I don't want to say, well, I, guess, I guess positive mind space, but it just, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm more patient with people in the gym if they're on some equipment that I need to be using. Like, I just, I don't know, it just helps me feel better and and. Um, so that's something that I've, I've really incorporated the last year is every time I'm in the gym, whether it's running or working out or, or whatever, it's like you said, it's just blaring worship music. And sometimes I'll literally be in the gym, like raising my hands and I'm like, I probably look like an idiot to somebody right now. Like an idiot. Yeah. I'll be running just like hands open, screaming, like singing the lyrics. You get on Spotify, you swipe up, you can read the lyrics. And a lot of those songs are like Old Church Basement by Elevation and Maverick City. Those songs are so well-written. And being able to legit scream at the top of your lungs uh, is awesome. It's an awesome space to be in. And But doing that and then going at our gym, like we play trap music. <laughs> we play legit stuff that like uh, uh, freaking Young Dolph, Lil Wayne. Like we're playing some hardcore stuff. And... Once you listen to enough worship music and consistently where I see this other secular stuff, I'm just like, I probably should put the clean version on there. Because some of the stuff they're saying, you're just like, God, like that's, it's just not good for the mind because it allows it just to ramble. Um, and one of the things that we've done over the past, we've done it since day one. Like we'll do on one our on Sundays for us, we do active recovery days. And probably one Sunday every quarter we'll do a, uh, a worship Sunday where people will come and do an active recovery class. It's like super low impact on the machines because it's treadmill cycles and rowers and then a mat station. And all the mats are like bands and free weights um, or like body weight. And we'll throw on some Hillsong, Elevation, Maverick City, all that stuff. And it's such a cool space to be in. Um, that's something we've done for the past four years at our studio, and it's been awesome. You know, that's it's awesome. been dope. So typically, do you do like are you are you kind of at, at a point now where you like you don't you don't do much? I guess weightlifting, you could say. Like I'm I'm sure at Clemson, that's all you primarily. All we did, yes, yeah, all we did. So I've done barbell stuff and Olympic weightlifting since I was a eighth grade, and. That's all we did at Clemson. Hey, you're gonna you're gonna do uh, a power clean and a squat and then accessory work, or you can do a hang clean and a bench and accessory work, or you're gonna go outside and do skills and drills, and you're gonna run stadiums and or do like mat drills. But every single day, you're touching that barbell, and a million benefits to that with football. You know, I gotta be like I played my. Uh, freshman and sophomore year at 230, junior year got up to 245, and then senior year played around 235. So, yeah, you need to do some heavy squats to maintain that weight and get off blocks. But I, there's, that could go to a whole other conversation. I think the game's getting so much faster now. Where it's You see a lot of these guys doing a bunch of functional movements and free weights and not as much hey, 800-pound squats because no one cares – if you can do that, then you're, you're effing your knees up and you're not going to be able to play. So I, I think the they're doing a lot of more functional stuff now. But when we I was there, and that's just like with the speed of the game, you learn new things, you have to adapt. 
But 2013 to 2016, hey, get under this barbell boy and put 600 pounds on it. Did you enjoy Did you enjoy that kind of training, that style of training? At that point in my life, I loved it. You know, I think that was, it applied to my life. I needed to do it and it was helpful. Right now, dude, I don't need to be 240 <laughs> or like no one cares in my life. If I can bench 500 pounds, I'm going to screw my shoulder up <laughs> or mess my knees up. So I have not touched a barbell since 2018. This, when we opened up, all I've done is for 2018 to 2021, all I did was our classes. So like we're not, it's not all cardio. I'm a meathead. My business partner's a meathead. He played football at Newberry and Clemson with me. So we come from like an Olympic lifting background where no one wants to, I'm in the season now of my life where I'm doing ultras. So I was about to say, no one wants to run for an hour and I'm doing that. But most people don't want to hop on a treadmill and run for 30 minutes. So we'll do, hey, you're going to do a lap on the treadmill. So uh, an eighth of a mile or a quarter mile. And then we'll pair that with a functional movement. Same on the cycle, same on the rower, super short distance, all of them paired with like functional stuff. Um, So that's all I've done. And then 2021 got into the season uh, triathlon and then now into ultra. Um, But I still, dude, I smoke what I sell. I love our product with a great workout. And I do our classes probably four days a week and they freaking melt people's faces off. They're awful. I'm telling you, dude, they suck in the best way possible. And I need, I need to, I need, I need, I need to come up one, one weekend and do one. You definitely should. Greenville is dope. We could uh, show y'all around town and a good weekend. We have our Saturday classes are nuts. It is you won't find. Inter- I'm telling you, dude. Like I know, obviously, I'm biased because it's like my studio. The energy on a Saturday when you're 40 deep in there and just blaring some good workout music. Look at any review. Go to Google, Mind Body, uh, Facebook, Instagram. I'm telling you, it's nuts. Sorry, I had to do a subtle plug of our uh, my business. <laughs> you definitely need to. No, because it's it's super legit and you're and you're proud of what you built. So that's that's definitely not a shameless plug. But you so just just real quick, I I did not plan this, but we just talked about your your weightlifting at Clemson. Just I'm just curious what what uh what um what were your max uh, lifts at Clemson? Yeah, I wasn't that good. Like my. I'm built stumpy, dude. So, like, I don't have long arms. Like, my coach Venables, who's now the head coach of Oklahoma, is a dude. And this, like, incredible leader, great husband, father, Christian, and coach. And he used to call me nubby because I just have short arms. And I'm just a, a stocky person. So, I wasn't really – none of my numbers – you see guys now that are throwing up, like, 800-pound squats. And, like, one of our linebackers that's built – like me, but he's like kind of longer arms, um, which longer arms kind of hurt when it comes to benching. But he had like, there's a little longer, so it's perfect. He benches like 550. And I'm like, dude, I have no clue how you do that. And like when I was there, I think the most I ever squatted was 545. And I legitimately almost pooped out my intestines doing it. But it didn't provide any benefit for me. Like, no one cares. It was just to put a number on a, on a one rep max sheet, but that didn't provide any benefits for me with football. Uh, luckily, I didn't get hurt. Like that's kind of pointless nowadays with the game being so fast. But my senior year did five forty five for one and about passed out, and then I think the most I ever benched was three sixty five. So in football, the football world now, that's like average as grits. Back in the day, I mean, I was like solid, but do you see now throwing up some stupid weight? And I'm just like, I don't get how you're doing yeah. that. Uh, Five fifty on bench is just absurd. That is just that is that is absolutely insane, dude. That if I got under a barbell now, like a bench or a squat, oh, it would fall through my chest. I did so when we in 2018. Me and Marcus were really trying to balance out the barbell stuff in our classes. And I got to a point in 2018 where I did 225 for 32 reps. 
and I was like, and probably the strongest I've ever been in my life. Because at the combine, I did 225, 21 times, which is again like average for a linebacker. Uh, if you can get over 20, you're like, okay, he checks the box. He's not a freaking weakling. But in 2018, got up to 32, and then just stopped. Like I just stopped doing barbell stuff and really got into our classes. And uh, we went to Clemson maybe six months ago to do a bod pod, which is just like you do a full body scan. I wanted to see what my body fat was because I was wanting to see kind of the gains that I've made from triathlon. And I was like, yeah, they had 220. I was wearing the weight room at the facility. And uh, I was like, dude, let's hop under this bar and see how many times we can do 225. I got to eight reps and almost started crying. And on the 10th rep was just like having a seizure, trying to get it up and did 10. And within two years ago, we did 32. So like, obviously if you don't touch the barbell or anything in life, you don't do it. You're going to fall off on it. But it was so funny that like 2018, I did 32 reps and 225 was cop diesel. I couldn't run a mile without about to, throw up and uh now just kind of shifted that focus probably couldn't touch my toes in 2018 either but now shifted that focus hey dude i'm about to do 100 miles at a now i won't do 100 miles at a seven minute pace but i can do a full marathon at about a seven minute pace uh but that barbell would snap me in half so it just depends on everyone's race you know you might may love doing barbell stuff and that's awesome that's what you want to do um I unfortunately want to run a very long distance and uh, get into the pain yeah. cave. Well, I love that, and that's 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 super admirable. But we've talked about so we talked about you know you playing football at Clemson, but not only did you play, you were on two national championship teams. You you won the national championship in 2017, and I think in that year you had like the third most tackles in the ACC. I read, um, which is just crazy. You were you were a boss. I don't know that stat. That's the first time really? I heard that stat. I think I was. Um, yeah, I've never heard. I don't know. That's a good question. I might. Hopefully. I, you said Google didn't lie. So if they put that, so. Well, there we go. It didn't lie. But um, this, this, this really isn't like a, a physical question. But, you know, just looking back on, on, on that time of your life, what, what, was, what was your favorite memory from, from being at Clemson? It would definitely have to be the, the national championship game. And that was uh, my senior year. We're in Tampa playing Alabama. And. My junior year, we lost to them. We were playing in Arizona, like long game, high scoring game. We ended up losing at the very end. And I had a, a trash game. I was, me and one other guy were the only underclassmen that were on our defense. We had like nine seniors that were starting. And so it was their last game. I played like just trash and was one of the reasons why we lost because I, one of the touchdowns was my fault. So it just was in a bad spot after my junior year. So going into my senior year, I was like, dude, this is my last year. I know the opportunity to win at a high level and play at a high level was super thin. And I'm not about to let some meathead, some young meathead like I was last year, ruin my opportunity. So was just as consistent and as disciplined as I possibly could be in 2016 so when we finally get the opportunity to do a rematch against alabama dude i was wired like we were having extra meetings um like studying film at night like at notebooks super thick of just like tips and reminders because i knew a flashback last year hey i was the dude that screwed up everyone's chance their senior year to win an addy i'm not letting this happen again and had a good game. Actually, I got MVP of the game, so I was super stoked about that because I, I controlled all of these controllables and, and was disciplined and took care of business on the back end. I controlled the input, and then now I'm seeing the fruits to my labor, and this output is just taking care of itself. So nail-biter of a game. We ended up winning in the last second, um, and that was the last game of my career. So it was a, a super cool way to go out and – we hadn't won a national championship since 1981. So it's been 35 years. And then my last game, our, our team brought it back. So end up having like a 
parade through the town a couple of days after, and it was just dope. You know, it was a super, super sick way to go out because a lot of people don't have that chance. You hear these people playing in the freaking uh, Abbeville Hardware Bowl, as the uh, business across the street, <laughs> and uh, that's just like that's a sucky way to go out. You know, nothing wrong with Abbeville. I love Abbeville, but like having the chance to go out on top, beating Alabama last second of the game. Well, I would say I would say beating Alabama in the national championship and being MVP is would clearly be the highlight of 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 all the highlights. Yeah, it was cool. It was um, and a lot of people just don't know how much time and energy went into that season. If you ask any of the guys on that team, they're actually like Ben was a Nazi <laughs> during 2016 because we were. I again just knew that okay, the opportunity to play at Clemson, win a national championship, is so small, and I did my best to just get guys uncomfortable and out of their comfort zone, whether it be in uh, winter workouts, spring workouts, spring ball, summer, um, fall camp. I was my role was to make people just challenged and uncomfortable when it came to to football. And it was cool to see the fruit of, yeah. Of that discipline, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was dope. That literally just would be like so many people's dream. That's just, that's, that's so awesome that, that, that you got to live that. Um, so, you know, we've talked about your training for the Ironmans and and you're about to have, have that, the ultra hundred miles coming up. Um, and we've already talked about you you know worship, li- list, li- listening to worship music while while you go on these long runs, and even just you being a man of faith. And to me, I love you know I love Jesus more than I love anything about fitness. And it's even cool just you know with all the with all the Ironmans and and national championships and all the things that you've accomplished, I still think it's the coolest thing that you love Jesus and that you're a man of faith. So while we know what what you do to train your body physically for these races and, and even just day-to-day stuff. How do you, how do you consistently train yourself spiritually? Yeah, it is definitely, it's a battle. You know, I'm definitely not perfect, made a, a million mistakes and are still trying to, along with challenging myself as just like a man, then physically, then with my fiance, it is a constant battle just trying to, work on my faith, you know? So with all these things going on, the main thing is that just trying to have every single day, either like 20 to 30 minutes of quiet time where I'm just digging deep into the book. Um, If not that, then I'll run 10 miles to some worship music. Um, If I'm not doing that and I'll have to drive somewhere, I will put on a book or like I watched a, um, I got a couple of close buddies of mine, which is a point I'm about to hit on, are uh, two pastors in town that are just incredible leaders, good, just good dudes. And uh, they're pastors in a big church in our town. And I was like, dude, what's, if I, uh, if there's ever a sermon that you just like, I needed to watch again, what would it be? And within 30 seconds, sends me a link to one of their services last year and didn't have the opportunity to read or, or listen. So I watched this uh, sermon. So like, there's, there's plenty of different avenues, whether it be quiet time, listen to worship music, listen to a podcast, an old sermon. Um, and I tangibly, or like relationship-wise, I've really tried to surround myself with just good people. And I feel like if you hang around turds, you start stinking. You know, so I've really tried to get out all the turds in my life um, and just be around people that are going to challenge me, um, get me out of my comfort zone and just push me to like the husband that I want to be, the leader I want to be, the communicator I want to be. And that's been one of the really big thing for me. Like one of my best friends, a guy named Riley Cummings, and he is uh, the campus pastor it's at a, it's a church in called new spring we have like 15 locations across the state and he's like 34 years old 35 so a little older than me 
uh, a lot more mature, a lot more wise, uh, but still a super cool dude. I could go and have a beer with this guy and we could talk for 15 hours. Um, but I feel like it's good for every, everybody to have a person in your life that is either older, more wise, been around the block, uh, to hold you accountable. You know, it's also, it's great having one that's like one of your best friends, but just having like a mentor in life that you consistently can tap into, uh, that will tell you if you're doing something stupid, like, yo, dude, don't do that or don't go there. You're a freaking idiot. I'm going to punch you in the face if you do that. Like having people that will have a tough conversation with you uh, is good to have, you know, and um, I have a couple just older dudes in my life that will punch me in the throat if they know I'm about to do something stupid. And you have, but you also have one of the, you have these turds or people that are running a different race are the ones that want to go to those things. You know, it's so really just kind of, um, I've been in both, you know, like I've been a turd plenty of times and made a lot of mistakes, but I'm in the season now, I'm just like trying to, like one of my uh, goals uh, is to empty the tank. Like that's like my, my word or phrase for 2022 whether it be my faith, uh, relationships, um, Hannah, my fiance, or business. Dude, I just want to like, I want to look back. I'm 70. I don't know. I hope I live longer than 70. I'm, I'm 98. Let's say 98. I'm 98. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, you freaking emptied the tank. So, I don't know. That's just where I'm at in life. I... Um, want to challenge myself and one of the biggest ways I've done it is just finding people that are just better than me. <laughs> I don't know. They're just like a lot further along in life. That's uh, what the really For good sure. thing is. Yeah, I think, I think we definitely neglect, you know, having people of, of, of wisdom around us and even just having accountability partners. We, my, my second guest in the podcast, that was actually his spiritual challenge was go out this week and, and find an, um, an accountability partner and even all throughout the Bible, you know, it talks so much about um, being with the brothers and, and confessing sins and all these different things. And I think, I think as guys, we, we can view, you know, struggling with something or we can, we, we can view accountability as, as a negative thing and kind of as not this manly macho thing. But really, we all need, we all need somebody to, to help hold us accountable, to help for us to, for us to confess things with. And I think that's something that's definitely missing in, in our culture and Especially as men, we we view we don't view these simple things having an accountability partner as as being a thing that a man should do because it's it's weak to share your feelings or it's weak to to say you're struggling with something or to say you're going yeah. through something. Dude, I think you obviously have to first like get in a space that where you like just to be like willing to confess or be vulnerable. And there's a lot of different ways to get into that space. And that's just been like one of the best things for me, like getting, if I have to confess something or get something off my chest. Um, yeah, dude, let out, a, let out a cry. You know, I'm a, I went, so this is a, I'm going on a tangent. So one of the really cool, I don't know, I kind of hit on the, uh, the reading a book or worship music or watching an old sermon one of the, this is, this is not one of, this was the coolest thing that I've done. That was probably the most beneficial for me. I drove up to the mountains maybe a month ago, a month and a half ago in like North Carolina with my two dogs. I have these two St. Bernards that are idiots. Like one's 180 pounds. One's a, a little puppy. He's like a year old. He's like about 140. So these two meathead St. Bernards, me and then my dudes uh, of the dogs, and we drove up to the mountains, and I had a Bible and headphones, and went to the top part of the mountain, like the most, like you couldn't get up there. Like I had to go through the woods, like crawl over branches, and found this huge rock, and sat there for about five hours, and read for about an hour, and then I just turned on some worship music, and blared it and was screaming, singing at the top of my lungs. And did it for like four hours and cried like a little baby. 
And it was so cool. Dude. It was like this alone time, me and the Lord, uh, where I can confess, I can reflect. And I don't know, dude. It was so, it was sick. It was really cool. But you have to be in a space where like, dude, get, that you can just go to the woods and blare some worship music and sing at the top of your lungs. It was awesome. So as a list that I provided, hey, go find you a rock in the woods somewhere and uh, put that Spotify offline because you got no service and praise. Yeah. Dude. Do you like do you like the song So Alive by Hillsong? The most beautifully written song I've ever heard. Like on my bucket list is just go stand at the Grand Canyon and just listen to so listen to so will I dude it'd be sick but that's my that's my favorite favorite song of all time so I have a couple of tattoos and I'm trying to um, finish I I want to have like a half sleeve I want to finish out my arm and I really just like I enjoy music one of the big pillars again of our business and there's three songs that I wrote notes on this and I have a whole drawing that I've done um but there's three songs that I really, really enjoy, and the lyrics are awesome. And one of those songs is So I. And the bottom, bottom, I'm going to get it at some point when I have some more bread. I'm spending too much money opening up this Clemson location. And uh, I get some money. What the bottom part of my forearm is going to be uh, an ocean, and then like the rocks and the mountains, and then like the skies. So it's like, if the oceans roar your greatness, so will I. If the rocks cry out in silence, so will I. If the mountains bow down in reverence, so will I. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So I'm uh, going to draw up like a, a portrait of that essentially and have the lyrics kind of like woven in to like the mountains or the ocean as the waves. And I already have it drawn up. But the the best tattoo artist in our town is booked out to the, last, the end of the year. Absolutely, dude, she's killing it. It's like a, a female-owned tattoo study, studio, and they are ballers. And she's booked for all of 2022. So I'm pissed because I got to wait a little bit. And I'm not going anywhere else because it's going to be super detailed. And I'm, she does awesome work. But uh, it'll be good because I can sit back and reflect and make sure I really want it. But yeah, I have a whole thing drawn out, and literally one oh, one third awesome. of it is so a Yeah, man. That I mean, that song is just. I mean, that song has just done so so many so many things in my life. It's just the lyrics are just. There's. I don't think there's ever been a song that's as lyrically descriptive and just. I mean, because a lot a lot of people don't like don't like playing it because there's so many lyrics and everyone always forgets the lyrics. But I'm like, that's why it's so beautiful because it's it's. It's not, there's really not, not a repeating bridge. It's, it's the whole, however long the song is, it's, it's, it's a different continuous flow of, of just, I mean, just beautifulness. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's incredible. Listing out everything, the ocean, the mountains, the skies, the stars. It's so cool. Yeah. They did a, they spent some time writing that one out and they killed it. They crushed it. So, so. Real quick, just because, you know, even just hearing about where where you're at now, and 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 I know that, I know I know that faith is a big part of Clemson. I know I know that Dabo's a believer, and I know that a lot of thing a lot of the things in the program, um, is 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 faith based. So, what is your like? What is what is your testament? Like, did you grow up a believer? Like, or did you have a have a moment when you got to college, or, or what's your story? Yeah, so I actually uh, grew up in church, this, to this church that I go to new spring, um, that my, my mentor, best friend is a pastor of my family started going. When we first uh, like started well, it was, it was the, the church started out of like a college, um, basement, like early two thousands. And now yeah. they have, that's why, that's why you love old church basement. Right. Exactly. And, uh, so we've been, my family's been in that, uh, just, and it's not been in the church since day one. And uh, both of my parents are believers. Uh, incredible, obviously, mom and dad, but just like started us early and often. And uh, we were homeschooled, actually. So uh, we, we were homeschooled to, my mom would admit this, we were homeschooled because we all raced motocross. And it was like a job for us. My dad raced. So every weekend we were traveling South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, all over the place to race. And it was helpful for us racing to be homeschooled. Um, 
so we can get that done early. My mom is not a big fan of the public school system. She is an old school Baptist woman and wanted us to see and learn certain things. So we were, that was put front in mind early. And I actually got a tattoo. So August 29th, you see it, kind of see it. August 29th, 2010 was the, the day that I got saved and I got it tattooed because we do a lot of bad things with our hands. These can be destructible and can cause a lot of problems. And I was like, I'm going to put this on my finger to remind me of my faith, my walk, where I was, where I am, where I'm going to be. Um, and it's been a challenge, you know, with anything in life. It's been a, um, an up and down battle. And I've, I feel like I've gotten in the best spot probably in my life uh, right now, you know, where I've just consistently every single day trying to surround myself with some version of the Lord, if if you will, whether it be worship music, quiet time, uh, podcast, church, and surrounding myself with just good Christian dudes. And doing that consistently has put me in a really good spot um, and has bled into every other area. It's made me more disciplined in my own personal health and wellness. It's made me a, a better fiance to, to Hannah. It's made me a better leader, made me a more, uh, made me a more consistent communicator. So, but I think that has to stay the prop, top priority because that's what last year it wasn't, you know, I was dude, Iron Man, like my own health and wellness, fitness and then business and then Hannah and then it was my faith and I don't know just that's not a you can't have that those your priorities that way so I've really this year to say it's every day my faith then it's going to be Hannah then it's going to be my health and wellness and then it's going to be business and I think if you start at the top with your faith then everything else will just bleed down and uh yeah it'll be cohesive yeah, I've heard it's like it's that idea. It's that idea, but it's like a tri- It's like a triangle. So you have like your your like your stuff down here, and then I kind of got like your stuff down here, and then everything else. Like God's at the top of the triangle, then everything else is like flushed out this way, and then it's something. I'm, I'm I think I'm botching it, but it's something like it's something like God's at the, God's no, at the I, top, I, and I then know yeah, what you're saying. yeah. So I've I've um I've heard that, but I was gonna say so you're getting married in like 50 days. But I was gonna say you could you should have gotten a tattoo of like faith, fiance, fitness, but she's gonna be your wife in, in a few in a few in a few days, so you'll have to think of another acronym. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she'd be pissed if I had that on my on my arm and uh, come March twenty sixth. Yeah, so March twenty sixth we're getting uh getting married and then we bought a bunch of land and uh so we have like an Anderson and Greenville and a Clemson spot. There's a, a town in the middle called Pendleton. And got a bunch of land. We're going to build a house. And I wanted to be like centrally located between all three. So I can keep eyes and ears on everything. And uh, I don't know. We just, we like land. I'll give the dogs a lot of room to roam around. And um, yeah, so March 26th. Uh, That's awesome, man. Well, well, super pumped for y'all. And man, this is this has honestly been one of my favorite conversations. Um, you're actually the first guest that I've had on that I actually did not know personally. So um, I'm, I'm, I was super excited to have you on because... Yeah, how did you... Did someone just comment on one of your posts and you just slid my DMs? No, I actually... I think that somebody... I saw a tag the junkyard or something. And then I went on a junkyard rabbit trail and I saw you. And then I remember I remember you watching you... I remember watching you play at Clemson. And then I saw your bio and you said door holder. At um, I think it's New Springs Church, and I was like, he definitely needs to be on the podcast. So that that was kind of that was kind of how cool. that happened. Small world. Well, seriously, man, thank thank you so much for for being on today. Um, but before we get off, our the staple of you know of the podcast is is our physical and spiritual challenges. I uh, I hope throughout the week that people um, do both, whether it's one or the other. It's uh, it's something fun to go out and do physically with with friends or even by yourself. And then spiritual challenge. It's it's it, it's something to have a, a, re- a reoccurring thing every week to, to help keep you accountable, like like what we talked about. So what um, what physical and spiritual challenge do you, do you give us to go out and do this week? So I would 
encourage someone uh, to do what I did this morning early. Uh, get you a five to ten mile run in and throw on some worship music. I guarantee that it'll be the most peaceful and rewarding part of your week. It will suck because you're running a pretty long distance. Uh, but throwing on some good worship music will be a, a good headspace for a lot of people. So get you a five to 10 miler in and uh, throw on some worship, uh, workout worship. Oh, Lord. Well, the, well the, about these challenges is I actually... That, that was for I you. Do, <laughs> that I do was them, for you, brother. I do them with, with the people. So... Uh, well, yeah. What's the furthest you've ran before? Shoot, maybe maybe two and a half miles, maybe three miles. I've walked. I've walked. Jeez, I've on, walked dude. like twelve miles, and then I I literally couldn't walk the next day. Actually, that's a long walk. That's a long day. Um, okay, all right. I'll I will I will run five miles. Um, that will be that will be brutal. Five to ten, and you're the host, so you have to do ten. I'm stopping at five. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. You. Okay, I gave you. I a, promise you. Gave you a range. So you can pick I promise five. you. Imagine having to run twenty six miles after already working out for eight hours. No, see, I see. I, How awful! See, is I, that couldn't, I couldn't imagine it. Like, like, so, like something, dude. It, it sucks so bad. Like some things, it's like oh, that that would be super fun to achieve, and, and not that that would not be fun, but just thinking about all the things on the back end, uh, just your nutrition, your your. Just every part that goes into that, just it just it seems too too mountainous for me. Um, but who knows? Maybe 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 one day I'll get there. Yeah, it was a suck fest. But yeah, dude, I appreciate your time. It's nice meeting you, and uh, I'm stoked. Uh, well, hey, wait, hey, no, wait, hey, hey, we got the okay. So, is the spiritual challenge worship music while you're running? Is that the is that the spiritual? Yeah, challenge? yeah. I had them tied together. So I get love you a little that. Five to ten mile. So you're the first. You're the first listening. You're the first one to tie them in together. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two and one. Was, uh, awesome, man. Was it killing two birds and one stone? There you go. There we go. Well, Ben, seriously, man, thank you so much. Um, I know that so many people are going to be encouraged and and also challenged by all the things you said. Even just you know your discipline with fitness and your discipline to to spend time with Jesus is super, super. Um, it's just super affectionate and it's super, super, uh, just really admirable, man. Really, honestly, so. I'm uh, glad to know you. I hope to, hope to get to know you more in the future. So, yeah, whenever y'all y'all are coming to the Upstate of South Carolina, we can show you around Greenville. We can get a little uh, sweat session at the junkyard. Hey, let's do it. And if you ever, for some reason, find yourself in West Monroe, there you go. <laughs> well, uh, you come to Greenville. I'll come to West Monroe. All right, let's Sweet. do it. See y'all. Y'all have a good day. See you, man. <laughs>